It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. It's Wake Up Wyoming, and I-80 is already closed. In fact, it closed while you were sleeping last night. Of course, you knew that was going to happen. All right, snow event coming into the area. Got some news for you on this. Let's start with that. Jim in Glenrock said it snowed all night, and we only got about half an inch. Ten degrees. Absolutely loves it. Okay, but more is on the way. Where I am, it's starting to pile up. Out there somewhere on the road like a madman is Larry. Why are you driving, Larry? Uh, currently on my way to Denver uh, with donated human blood. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense then. That's an important job then. All right. So down toward Denver, according to Don Day, on your way, things are going to get better as you go because most of it's going to be up on the east side of Wyoming. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it is a bit bad coming out of Casper. Uh, you're down to 50, but I was there on the roads approximately 2.45 in the morning uh, started out, so it could have changed uh, since then. As you get south, uh, the roads do, uh, they're spotty, really. Uh, sometimes you get uh, just blowing over the roads, and sometimes you get uh, little mounds like little moguls uh, if you've ever been skiing. How? And then uh, okay. blizzard-like conditions uh you know it's somewhat clear and right now i'm uh just headed uh, past the flying j in cheyenne and uh things are fairly clear probably about a half mile visibility uh still snowing uh the roads are currently dry right now okay yeah as you get south of there things ought to get better so as of right now you went through the worst of it so glad you made it yeah. there. so yeah, what time definitely. it was when do you plan to head yeah, back, ahead. though? That's the question. Can you head back anytime soon? Well, see, that's the thing. I'm just going to have to uh, get with my boss to, you know, get updates. And then there's always the uh, the Wyoming app, uh, which you can consult, and then also the uh, the apps in Colorado and things like that. So just really, you know, keeping an eye on those. Uh, and I don't even know if you could really, you know, do much with those because, you know, conditions change, you know, within five minutes. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, mainly down, and I'm glad you made it that far because I'm looking at a, it's an app and a website I like going to called Windy. And it shows wind conditions, which are starting to pick up down I-25. So that's some of the drifts you were talking about. And that's just going to get worse as the morning goes on. So, all right. Glad you, you made it out of the worst of it. Glad you did. Yes, sir. All right, thanks yes, for sir. calling. Yeah, and definitely slow down. Don't uh, drive past your headlights. Yeah. And uh, just be careful out there. All right. Thank you, Larry. Appreciate it. Yeah, he he was able to get out of the state. And now, again, I-80 is already closed, but that's between Rock Springs and Rollins. It is tough conditions. In fact, let me go ahead and call that up right now because, as Larry just said, that can change in a moment here so the rock springs rollins area is already closed for i-80 i-25 is still open right now but there's some areas that are extreme caution between laramie and rollins that's also heavy caution really watch what you're doing 
It's red line, but they haven't closed it yet. Also, if you go Laramie up to Medicine Bow and back down to Rollins and that little loop there, that's closed already. That's uh, 30, uh, 287 and 30 that here in the state of Wyoming. There's a few other roads out there that have closed down as well, but nothing major yet, but expect that to happen. I did have a talk with Don Day earlier this morning. I mean, really early this morning while you guys were sleeping. It was about, I'd say, 3 o'clock in the morning. Him and I got on uh, Skype, if you will, for a chat. And he was saying that it's not just the snow that's going to fall today and the worst of the snow. For those that were waking up, looking outside and going, oh, this is nothing. Hang in there. A lot more is coming. But it's, I asked him a question about snow blowing out of the area because, okay, here the snow falls, and a lot of this is really light and fluffy stuff right now on the dry side as far as snow goes. But then the wind really picks up, and that's what causes the snow drift. So even though the skies get clear and the snow is no longer falling, here come the snow drifts. That's what we have to worry about. So I'm going to take this windy here. Yeah, this gets a lot worse. All right, if you haven't heard about this, this is, it's an app you can have on your phone, but there's also a website called Windy. Now, it does show wind. It shows the wind, not just tells you the numbers, but shows it to you. You can watch it moving across the map, but it also shows everything else about the weather, too. So if you want not just the numbers, but you want to get a computer representation, a visual on what's happening, try the Windy site, and I can go ahead and go take a look at what's forecasted for later today and the winds on the east side of Wyoming really pick up. Now, believe it or not, Casper on up to KC, that's going to be in an area where there's not a lot of wind today by comparison. But Glen Rock's going to be worse off, not horrible. Douglas, you're in a bad spot. Wheatland, you'll do pretty good wind-wise today compared to everybody else. Lusk, sorry guys. Torrington, you might do okay as far as how much. Rock River, you're in a bad spot. Cheyenne's going to get a lot of wind. Gillette, you're right on the edge. Moorcroft, you're in a bad spot for wind. Newcastle, I really would not want to be in Newcastle today as far as wind is concerned. And Wright also has pretty good potential wind. But when we go west of places like Buffalo, Casey, Casper, Sheridan, so go west of there. And that's actually not much for wind throughout today. Now, that has nothing to do with how much snow we'll get, but not much for wind. Now, I'm moving. This changes so much. The forecast up a little bit more, taking a look at Thursday and Friday. And, yeah, you've seen worse wind than what I'm looking at than what's forecasted. But still, a lot of this snow is light and fluffy. And so over the next few days, we're going to have to worry about blowing snow and ice on the roads, things like that. So traveling is not going to be all that good. As the morning goes on, I'm going to keep taking a look at the YDOT sites and keep you up to date on what's happening weather-wise. As Don Day said in his forecast, how bad it is just depends on where you are. Some of you are going to get hammered pretty good. Some folks over in South Dakota and Nebraska are really going to get nailed today. And then most of eastern Wyoming gets it. Though Everybody in Wyoming is going to get something, but as far as the bad weather event, it's mostly 
southern and eastern Wyoming. That's going to get most of the weather event today. So, all right. That's the update as it is right now. I did, when I got here, which is about 2.30 this morning, I was a nice guy. I grabbed the shovel and went out and shoveled off the walkways. Really light, fluffy snow. And then when Miss Mary came in this morning, asked how it looked out there, and it looked like I had never done anything. I swear I did. But that's going to keep piling up again. Some of you are going to get a couple of feet out of this. All right, coming up on 615, Wake Up Wyoming. Have you missed your favorite talk? This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. 617 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. I-80 John is back uh, with us. Welcome me back from vacation here. Um. Wondering what the weather's like where you are, because I see John. Well, he's between Cheyenne and Laramie up in the high point up in that area. And I see that they have all the cautions out for that area, and that can be some pretty hazardous driving. But they haven't closed that down yet with all of the snow. However, get past Laramie, well, it's that time of year. It's typical. Why dot? You know, we'll go ahead and let you know this time of year when I eighty is open. It's easier just to tell you when I eighty is open rather than when it's closed because it's constantly closed. So, just gives them less work to do that way. All right, a couple of actual news stories for you. You might have woken up this morning and found out that cryptocurrency guy FTX. Remember that whole story, Sam Bankman. It's interesting. His middle name is Bankman. Yeah, I thought that was something. Uh, He was arrested in the Bahamas after United States filed criminal charges. So now he gets extradited back, right? Dave in Mills. Morning, Dave. How are you, young man? Good, sir. What you got? Well, been out plowing since about 3 o'clock this morning. And this is beautiful, beautiful snow. It's light, isn't it? I mean, on my end, where I am, it's just this light, lightest, fluffiest snow I've experienced in years. Right. But boy, the lights just glimmer off of it. It's beautiful. Yeah. I like it when I get under, it's, you know, let's say really dark and cloudy, but I get under where there's some street lights and the snow is acting like a reflector and lighting up the whole town. Yes. How much have you gotten out there? Well, it depends. Uh, up towards the base of the mountain, there's maybe uh, four to five inches. <laughs> Down in town, two to three. Okay. Different parts of town. So. Oh. But n- nothing shut down yet, though, huh? No. A uh, little slick out there, but okay. other than that, it's not bad at all. All right. Well, sounds like you're having a beautiful morning then. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks for calling in. Dave is in Mills telling us about the snow out there. I'm expecting it's Oh, there's Grandpa Rich. Grandpa Rich is over in Thermopolis. And I tell you what, I know it's dark yet, uh, Rich, but if you can send me, he sends me pictures all morning long. What does it look like where you are as far as snow goes? I don't know if you're getting as much in Thermopolis as the east side of Wyoming is going to get. And by the way, 
If you're looking at the snow this morning and going, well, that's not much yet, hang on, more is coming. A lot more. We're just kind of getting started here on all of that. Okay, here we go. Uh, Grandpa Rich says, I'm not going out for a while. Car is too low, front wheel drive, sport race car, 15 inch, don't have pickup. Wind River Canyon might be closed. Hmm. I-80 John says, heard Doug on KGAB, school's closed. Virtual learning. See, now that sucks. I was talking to somebody about that yesterday. A school teacher, actually. So schools get closed. But, see, for you and I, that meant, yay, we get a day off. We go out and play in it, right? Oh, not kids these days. Oh, kids these days love technology until they don't get snow days anymore. The teacher just sends them homework that they can do from home. So there's no more going out and playing in the snow on a snow day, not when we have virtual learning. In fact, in some cases, depending on the school, some of these kids go ahead and log in. I mean, thank COVID for that. But the teacher will say, okay, we're just going to learn online today. Don't anyone come in. And so kids have to sit at home and go to school. That just sucks. They get, they're missing out on something you guys grew up with, snow days. I say you guys because I didn't. I'm a Florida boy. I didn't have snow days. Although I realized I did have an advantage. Those people who had snow days had to make up later. Okay, But at least you got a day off in the middle of nowhere. Milo in Fort Danger. Oh, my gosh. I just realized snow is racist. Oh, yeah. Oh, in fact, Milo, you, you get a kick out of this. A story that I had set aside, but let's get to it now. Small town library Christmas tree to become the focus of woke outrage. Here's a quote from the story here from the person who was outraged. I found out today that my beautiful library will not have a Christmas tree this year. Zero explanation. When I asked... I was told people were made uncomfortable last year by looking at it. I'm sorry, what? In my 28 years at that public library, I've never heard a negative comment. Those who know me know I lead a uh, positive intentions. But I don't feel positive today. Please bring Christmas back to my beautiful library and always lead, leave with love in your heart. Rant over, she says. Okay. Uh, and then somebody wrote, Lisa Desmond, blank you. You knew what you were doing. You spent days battling people who asked you to ratchet things back. Oh, I see. So there's a big fight going on here. I found this on my desk today. This is a member of the Human Rights Commission I'm calling for her resignation. Police have been notified. Oh, okay, so nasty notes are going back and forth because apparently somebody in this small town is upset over a Christmas tree. Here's what gets me. And so the Christmas tree is no longer put up in this library. I want to dig more into the story. This is in Massachusetts, by the way, which doesn't surprise me because that's a, become a very woke state. Doesn't surprise me at all. People are upset because oh, there's a Christmas tree in the library. And that's not inclusive, and that could be very offensive. And so this big fight starts about it. All right. All right. Let me put it to you this way. When I walk by someone who has a menorah up or the Star of David this time of year, I wish them happy Hanukkah. If I see someone has a Christmas tree up and so on, 
I say Merry Christmas to them. If they don't celebrate any of that, they still might get some kind of a holiday greeting for me, whatever. Because I like wishing people well. It's not offensive to me that somebody is embracing some holiday, whatever it is, religious or otherwise. doesn't bother me a bit. But there are those Karens out there and the woke mob. You can't put a Christmas tree in the library. Well, I would bet you, what do you want to bet it's going to be this? If I dig into the story, I'm going to find out that somebody looks at a Christmas tree. Remember the big fights we've had over the years of putting up a a holiday display of some kind like, uh, let's go ahead and put up the manger scene in a public park. Well, you can't do that. Separation of church and state and yada, yada, yada. So now you can't put a Christmas tree up in the library because somebody's offended by it. And it's usually because one person complained. That's the part that really gets me. Everybody was having a good time and enjoying it, but one person had to complain. And because that one person was offended, we all have to suffer and do without. Well, how about just telling that one person, well, we put up Christmas trees around here, and if you don't like it, then maybe you don't want to show up because that's what we do around here. Okay, so the story I have in front of me, trying to dig a little bit deeper into this. I'm not saying there's a war on Christmas, but at least in one town in Massachusetts, there certainly was a battle over a public Christmas tree. Uh, Dedham, yeah, Dedham, D-E-D-H-A-M, Massachusetts, population 25,000. Back in December 2nd, librarian Lisa Desmond posted a comment on her Facebook saying that a decision had been made not to put up the tree because unidentified people were uncomfortable with it. The post got some local attention, and even beyond the woman who originally complained about this, saying, why isn't the Christmas tree here? A few days later, a member of the Denham Human Rights Committee, named someone named Diane Loud, posted a truly unhinged rant in response to Lisa Desmond. Highlights in the notes are what I told you, the person who said, hey, blank you, and all, okay. Uh, shortly after this was posted, an announcement was made... That loud, good name for this person, Karen would be another one, had stepped down. As of today, the post-announcement decision doesn't seem to be available on Facebook. They took that down, too. But I want to know is, okay, so you took the post down, but did you put the Christmas tree back up? That's what I want to know. All of this started because one person decided to complain. The fact that uh, decorating hadn't started yet... The decision to ditch Christmas because of some vague complaints, the story says, is what mattered most. And I'm taking a look at a picture here of the library. The only thing they have up right now is a wreath on the door. That's it. There's no other Christmas tree lights. There's no anything else to celebrate any other holiday. Not just Christmas, but again, other holidays that happen around this time. None of that's there in the library because somebody complained. Again, oftentimes if one person says that they're uncomfortable, then that one person might need to learn to get over it. Jim and Casper, excuse me while I go out and shovel some global warming. Sister Deer, my sister in Lake Wales, Junior showing you the weather. Oh, I got to take a look at that one. I, <laughs> I still like Milo's comment. Oh my gosh, I just realized that snow is racist, probably is.
Because your Christmas tree is, apparently. All right, coming up on 6.30. Yeah, the snow is still coming down. Yes, the wind's going to pick up for some of you. I-25 and east of that. Local news coming your way. Dante's weather forecast right after that, and he's got a lot of detail about today and tomorrow's weather. Because mainly what he says is this event is long-term. It's not It's not an overnight thing. It's going to be with us for a couple of days. Let's wake up my own. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Something on your mind? Join in at 888-97-WOODS. Six thirty-six is time. Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. So, yeah, I'll keep you up to date as the snow goes this uh, next couple of days, really, because it's not just one day worth of snow road closures, stuff like that, from what I'm understanding. But uh, check your local schools in Cheyenne. They're closing some schools and some other towns might as well. I don't know all the details, but your local radio station will let you know all about that. And I'll keep you up to date on the road conditions today and tomorrow and possibly into Thursday as well. Okay, let's get back real quick here. The cryptocurrency guy has been arrested in the Bahamas and is waiting to be brought back to the United States. Ironically, his middle name is Bankman. He was arrested in Bahamas authorities Monday evening uh, after the United States attorney for the Southern District of New York shared a sealed indictment setting the stage for extradition. He's arrested. His arrest is the first concrete move by regulators to hold individuals accountable for a multi-billion dollar implosion, if you will. Before the arrest was announced, Bankman Fried had been expected to testify virtually before the House Financial Services Committee Tuesday. His attorneys told CNBC he would not appear. Representative Maxine Waters, Democrat of California, who oversees the committee, said she was surprised at the arrest and disappointed that Congress would not be able to hear from him. I would rather Congress didn't hear from him. No, uh, in many cases, when someone goes to testify in front of Congress, they make some kind of a deal that involves immunity. So don't. Bring him in front of the authorities, all right? Before his arrest was announced, again, he was expected to testify. U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York said on Twitter, which is how everything's done these days, that the federal government was anticipating moving to the well, unseal an indictment sometime this morning with all of the charges against them. Meanwhile, Securities and Exchange Commission filed a lawsuit as well. So this is where there's a whole bunch of money given to him for cryptocurrency, and he was moving the money into other accounts without telling anybody and spending the money lavishly and donating a lot of that money, mainly to Democrats, in order to get those Democrats reelected, which is not what the money was for. It's supposed to be an investment in cryptocurrency to help people earn more money. He was not supposed to take that money and start moving it around and spending it. 
Bahamas Attorney General said the United States was likely to request extradition, so that's going to happen. Let's see. In a statement, the Prime Minister of the Bahamas says, while the United States is pursuing criminal charges, Bahamas will continue in its own regulatory investigation into him as well, because apparently some of this spills over to the Bahamas as well, where he spent a lot of time. Uh, Bahamian regulators and their attorneys have been seeking engaging in, well, some kind of charges against him as well. We will see how that plays out. So where we are right now, there's a lot of backstory on this that you've heard over the past, I guess, month or so on this. But where we are right now is we're waiting to find out exactly what the charges will be against him and how prosecutors will proceed with something like this. They have to build a case, and that's going to take a little bit of time. I personally was surprised that he wasn't arrested earlier. Now, for those people who are having a hard time with cryptocurrency, for me, I just sat back and waited, and I'm still waiting to watch to see what becomes a cryptocurrency because I didn't trust it. And it's not something I wanted to get involved in right away because I looked at it thinking, these guys have a lot of bugs to sort out if it ever is to become a currency that we can actually use. Here in the state of Wyoming, we were the first state to start to regulate it and open up cryptocurrency banks. That's you, Cheyenne, Wyoming. You had the first cryptocurrency banks on the planet. Wyoming was trying to get ahead of the whole thing. But, of course, there's always problems. But this guy, though, his the problem with him has nothing to do with the currency. He was treated like he was some kind of young genius. In this, in this whole thing. And people thought that he was just an amazing, brilliant talent. He had absolutely no idea what he was doing, obviously. And again, moving money around, people invest. And he moves the money to different accounts without telling him. He's not supposed to be able to do that. He takes a bunch of that money and donates billions of it to Democrat candidates. He's not supposed to do that. He's supposed to be investing those people's money. So this was not a cryptocurrency scam. It was just a... Bernie Madoff kind of a scam. So we'll see where they go from here. Some of this might be uncharted territory. We'll see. Let's hope they build a good case. But I'm glad, again, he's not going to testify in front of Congress. They would just blow it. 642, Wake Up Wyoming. Your day with- Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Make your voice heard at 888-97-WOODS. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Six forty-eight is the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to the ice box. Frank Gambino waiting by. Frank, I didn't check when I came in this morning. I was pretty busy. Did you stay the night here? Or did you go home? Went home. Okay. Yeah, I went home. Yeah, and I, I made it here. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot yeah. of snow lately. Not yet. I mean, you know, three or four inches maybe. Yeah, yeah. So not yet. Oh, so we'll, lot more we'll, coming. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Tonight and that. tomorrow. Right. And I make sure to park out on the street because they'll plow that. Yeah, and I made sure to park in the back parking lot, which I never do, is thinking it would be plowed. Right, yeah. So I figure, I look at it this way. I didn't park in the back because they might plow it, and I want to be out of the way. But if they don't plow it, I don't want to park in the back. So either way, I'm not parking back there. 
I parked there for the first time in years. Okay. Thinking that I would not want to get stuck on the yeah, street. Sorry. Okay. Well, we'll find out who's right. <laughs> okay. We may both be stuck. Now, Miss Mary thought, and I, this is a great idea, she put on the Wake Up Wyoming Facebook page. So how do you prepare for a big storm like this? Now, there's several people. These are the ones who are thinking, okay, uh, coffee, gas for the generator and tractor, and, you know, things like that. That's, yeah. you know, that common stuff that you should do. Let me see. Several people just said stock up on beer. It's a staple of the blizzards. Yeah. Well, season. okay, yeah. And one, one guy pictured somebody hoarding beer and, I'm sorry, uh, milk and bread. But somebody else commented to him, no, milk, bread, and beer. No. Beer yes. and chips? Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, beer and chips I would go for. Yeah, those yeah, people yes, are the yes. big ones here. Let's see. Uh, the, there's those people. Groceries. Oh, quilting supplies and tequila. Okay, that's good. Yeah, you that's, know, because you, you got to make those margaritas. Yeah, that's exactly right. I don't know Fresh, where quilting freshly comes. squeezed margaritas. Do, can you go ahead and quilt while doing tequila? I don't know how that I works I think you there. can. It, it'll take you a little bit longer, and you know, in the, your, your designs may not exactly be what, what the book says. Uh, exactly right. Okay. Uh, make sure that the... Oh, your battery's charged on your car. <laughs> that's probably a good thing, too. And let's see, uh, many doubt. Oh, just sit at home and lament about other big storms that have been there in the past. Right, and you, and you survived them all. Exactly right. So we can just go ahead. If this becomes as big as they say in some parts of the state, then okay. Gas tank filled. That's another uh, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I always have to add. And make sure your Netflix is paid up. Yeah, or at least have a Kindle or something some, like that, some books you, or something. Yeah, you're going to need to keep yourself occupied. Yeah, absolutely. Well, a couple of University of Wyoming basketball players were honored this week. On the men's side, Cowboy player Noah Reynolds was named the Mountain West Conference Player of the Week. Sophomore guard threw in 30 points in their win over Texas A&M Commerce and 20 points in their pokes in their in the pokes win over Louisiana Tech back on Saturday. UW, by the way, will be in Chicago uh, this coming Saturday to take on Dayton. Wyoming cowgirl basketball. Basketball player Malene Peterson was named the Mountain West Conference Freshman of the Week. 5'11 guard at 20 points in the Cowgirls win over Missouri-Kansas City over the weekend. She went 8 of 11 from the field. Cowgirls will be at Nebraska on Sunday. The high school basketball season tipped off over the weekend with several tournaments statewide. For the boys, Casper hosted the Oil City Tournament. And on Thursday, Cheyenne East beat Kelly Wall 71-61. Natrona over Evanston 44-31. Cheyenne Central beat Green River 80-68. And other boys games on Thursday, Jackson over Cheyenne South 80 to 38, and Laramie defeated Star Valley 64 56. On Friday for the boys in Casper, Cheyenne Central over Kelly Wall 64 56. Cheyenne East defeated Evanston 62 40. Natrona got by Green River 62 45. And in other games, Laramie over Powell in the Riverton tournament 61 57, then lost to Riverton 75 50. Glen Rock on their own tournament, BKC 65 26, and Grable 49 43. At the Carbon County tournament, Midwest lost to Encampment 66 20, and Saratoga 60 27. And on Saturday for the boys in Casper, and the Tron over Kelly Walls 59-50, Cheyenne East beat Green River 79-46, Cheyenne Central over Evanston 71-45, and Jackson to Laramie 64-60. On the girls' side from Thursday, Cheyenne East over Kelly Walls 49-28, the Tron pounded Evanston 78-39, Cheyenne Central win over Green River 66-33, and Laramie beat Star Valley in Riverton 43-27. Over on to Friday on the girls' side, the Tron beat Green River 58-57, Central over KW 40 
4532. East Beat, Evanston, 5738. Laramie over Powell, 4126. Glenrock Beat, Grable, 5750. Then on Saturday for the ladies, Natron over Kelly Wall, 6132. East over Green River, 7247. Central Beat, Evanston, 59-33. Laramie over Jackson, 5713. And Glenrock defeated Wyoming Indian, 58-51. It's in sports. In a strange turn of events, on the one hand, in Rollins, the city has decided to allow home delivery of booze. Oh, just for just this weekend? No, 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 just in general. So just like DoorDash, stuff like that. <laughs> so, look, if you're going to sit at home and get wasted, if you're going to get wasted, do it at home. Right. Right. And so that's, I think, what they're figuring there. On the other side of that, speaking of DoorDash, for those people living in Cheyenne, this winter storm has shut down DoorDash. So for those people who <laughs> you're, are thinking, you're screwed. It's yeah, basically, yeah, I didn't get a chance to go to the grocery store. I'll just order something now. Well, no, I, I think you can just put on the, the mucklucks. Yeah. And hit the road and go over there. But does somebody, does that make people in Cheyenne want to move to Rollins? No. Because they can at least get booze. Well, no, you can go get, get your mucklucks on. Get your own booze. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. Then news time, national, local. Update on that all-important weather forecast coming your way. I'll keep track of the roads for you. Got some regular news stories to go through with you. 888 woods the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Wake up, Wyoming. Six, it's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, the snow coming down for quite a few people. This is just the beginning of it, though. Quite a few people, quite a few, have said to me, oh, it looks nice outside, actually. Yeah, things just getting started, though. I-80 is already closed. Just all that, I'm looking at it now. They've actually closed more of it now. So, I-80, John, you're good where you are between Cheyenne and Laramie, but from Laramie all the way to Rock Springs. Shut down. And that happened early this morning. But you knew ID would close down. Other roads, really hazardous right now. We can be posted as the morning goes on. But if you're looking outside going, well, this is not a bad snow. Hang on. Because according to Don Day's forecast, this just keeps coming. It just keeps on coming. And for those people on more of the eastern side of the state, some of you are going to get some pretty decent weather. Don Day will be with me at 745 to really go into detail about the whole thing. Now, real quick, I had to put the brakes on what I was going to talk about. Just for this, every so often, we have new numbers on the economy, unemployment, things like that. Once again, what has happened, this is uh, an inflation report, is not what the experts expected. Now, you've heard me rant about that before. You get it. The experts are never right. They're always shocked, which is why I wonder... Is there any reason for keeping these people employed? But okay. I also want to take a look at how different news organizations covered this. So what's happened, yes, prices continue to go up. Good news, gas prices have continued to drop. That's good. But overall, prices continue to go up, just not as fast as they were going up before. So CNBC, 
consumer prices rose less than expected. See, again, those are the experts there. They expected something, and it didn't rise as much as they expected. Now, that's good news for us. I mean, so inflation is still inflating, just not as fast as it was before. If you go to the grocery store and you think, oh, my Lord, look at the price of eggs or whatever you're buying, it still went up, just not as fast as it was originally. All right. Consumer price index rose uh, from previous months and increased from a year ago. That compared to estimates, which, again, not as much as the estimates, the experts were wrong. And, of course, they're waiting for the stock market to go, oh, that's great news, and freak out about it. And then prices rose less than expected in November as well. Once again, the experts were wrong. Consumer price index is a larger look at wide basket goods. So if you notice that some things are down but other things are up, this is the overall price. So there's the CNBC take on it. And I like that they said consumer prices rose but less than expected. But they still point out that, yes, it's up. What I worry about is, let's say I get to MSNBC, and they act like Biden has cured inflation. Biden today will act like he's cured inflation, and his economic plans is it's fixing all of this, you understand. Let's see, from Fox News, inflation eases more than expected. Similar headline. But consumer prices remain elevated. Okay. So prices eased more than expected. That's kind of a weird way to put the sentence. Maybe I would have worded that a little bit differently because prices rose, but not as much as people, experts, thought that they were going to rise. Uh, Inflation moderated less than expected, they wrote, but uh, consumer prices remain near a multi-decade high, continuing to squeeze millions of U.S. households and businesses. Now, there's the Fox News version of it where they're trying to make it look bad. This is why I say watch your news organizations. So where Fox News says, let's go back and look at that sentence, inflation moderated more than expected in November, but consumer prices remain near multi-decade high. Here we go. Continuing to squeeze millions of U.S. households and small businesses. Now, when MSNBC reports this, how do you expect them to put it? It's going to have a completely different spin on it, right? All right. Then they go into the numbers and figures and so on and so, all right. We still have inflation. Things are still inflating overall. Good news on those gas prices. They've come down quite a bit. That's good news. But that doesn't mean things stay that way. Here's where I worry about gas prices and diesel prices. We still have some supply chain issues. And that can lead to inflation. And so things might just spike right back up again. Wait and see. We'll just have to wait and see. Whatever the case is, I'm not going to be listening to the experts. Real quick, just real quick, a Twitter update. Twitter is a lot like crystal meth. Because it's really fun to do. And Oprah's on it. I still have no idea what that means. But it's funny as hell, so I play it. Twitter files. Uh, we've been watching the story. I know you, a lot of you have been listening to what's been happening as Elon Musk has been releasing files from behind the scenes, what Twitter has been doing all this time. And it's every bit as bad, if not worse, than we all expected it to be, right? 
CNN, ABC, NBC, CBS have pretty much blacked out coverage of this story. Yeah, liberal media is what a lot of you consider them to be, which should be right, have largely ignored the Twitter files that have been released with only MSNBC offering substantial coverage of the company's internal documents in the past couple of days. That's surprising. While the files have dominated discussions on Twitter, the story says the site, a site known to facilitate discussion among members, the press, on-air coverage, the media has loved Twitter. News media loves to get on Twitter until Musk took over. Since Friday, networks have only discussed the Twitter files for a combined total of 14 minutes. Combined total. So let's go back and take a look at all the networks I mentioned here. CNN, ABC, NBC, CBS. Combined, they've only talked about it for about 14 minutes since last Friday. The term Twitter files has only been used six times in on-air coverage according to a review of transcripts by Fox News Digital. CNN covered the story for three minutes on December 9th. MSNBC spent two minutes on the story. But you see what they're doing. CBS, ABC, NBC have not discussed the Twitter files in the last week. It's not a news story to them. Monday evening's newscast filled with discussions about Twitter, including criticisms of Elon Musk, and the whole blue Twitter thing where uh, people, in order, like celebrities, in order to say this is officially me, they get a blue check mark by their name, would have to actually pay eight bucks for that. They talked about that, but they didn't talk about what's been released in those Twitter files, which even influenced the outcome of an election. Hi, I'm Farrah McRendelson. Will you be an angel for a helpless lib? Every day, innocent libs are ratioed, flamed, and even neglected. For just $8 a month, you can sponsor a liberal, providing them with a blue check, and more importantly, with hope. That's about the cost of one white chocolate low-whip almond milk latte light froth, or one gallon of gas. Call now. Your donation will provide identity verification, all the benefits of Twitter Blue, and a newfound sense of self-worth to a poor, needy lib. Plus, you'll receive a photo and regular updates from your sponsored lib. Everyone knows the only people worth listening to are blue checks. Don't let a lib become an absolute waste of a human being. Browse our database of needy libs today. Please act now, because due to inflation, $8 will soon be worth $4. And then you'll have to pay $16. Right now... There's a lib who's in need, and you can help. Don't wait. Every minute, more libs fade into obscurity. And even though they're definitively rich enough to pay it for themselves, their liberal worldview dictates that you should be the one to shoulder the burden. It's the compassionate thing to do. I want it. I want it. It's okay. Elon Musk can't get you here. You're going to stay verified. Look at what you're doing to her, Elon. Yeah, Elon Musk, just a cruel, evil guy for bringing back freedom of speech. You're no one if you're not on Twitter. And if you aren't there already, you've missed it. If you haven't been bookmarked, retweeted, and blocked, you might as well not have existed. 
You might as well not have existed. Good morning, coffee, sarcasm, weirdness. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Seven twenty-one is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Bernie Sanders update. Oh, I got some big news from old Uncle Bernie here. This is from Rolling Stone, nineteen eighty-seven. You know, he actually put an album out. He As sings, kind of. That ribbon of highway. I saw above me. Saw with an R. That endless skyway. But he gets it right the second time. I saw below me. That's better. That golden valley. This land was made for you and me. Now all together now, here we go. This land this is land my is land. land. It isn't your land. I got a shotgun. You ain't got one. I'll blow your head off if you don't get off. This land was purchased by me. I have the deed for it. No, I'm not sharing. You can go ahead and call me a greedy capitalist or whatever you want to do, but there is something about private property rights that makes a free country free. Okay, but moving on. So how would how would you like Bernie Sanders to run for president again? Now, my sister in Lake Wells, Florida, has it right. Enough with old people running for president. But they just keep on trying. The current guy we have in office right now, Lord, is he old. But okay, here's the story. Since the presidential election these days, apparently beginning the day after the midterms, I hate that. By the way, the the presidential election didn't begin the day after the midterms. It began the day after the last presidential election. People are already running, right? Journalists have already been asking around to find out who of the the usual suspects want to run. Who's going to toss their hat into the ring for 2024? The only Republican we know of so far, Donald Trump. But it's fair to bet that Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, among others, are seriously considerate. Democrats are a bit more sticky on the situation. No one wants to talk out against their current president, but none of the Democrats want him to run either. So they've got a problem there. One familiar face who will reportedly be taking a hard look, though, Democrat socialist Bernie Sanders. He's been on the ticket twice before. One of his aides told CBS News he will be considering a run in 2024. Senator Bernie Sanders, the story says, will presumably take a hard look at launching a 2024 White House bid if President Biden decides not to seek re-election. Top advisor to the 81-year-old socialist said, I was about to look up his age, he's 81 years old. So he'd be 83 by the time he runs again. I'm with my sister on this one. Enough with the old people running. Yeah, I assume that we give it a hard look. I don't want to make any judgments for him, but obviously this is a tough choice to make, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, granted, we're not hearing this straight from the horse's mouth, the story says, but apparently. Let's see. Sanders is 81 years old. Joe Biden, 87 by the time he finishes his term. Again, I'm with my sister on this one. Enough of the old people trying to run for office. Be nice to get some fresh blood in there. Now, on the Republican side, 
you know, I'm not big on polls. Let's see if I can find this story again. I I don't really buy what polls have to say. This last election is yet the latest. You can see why, because the polls did not show the outcome that we got. The polls showed a big red wave for the Republicans, and yet that's not what's happened. All right, so take this with a massive bag of salt, not just a grain of salt. Shock poll, it says. Republican support for Trump in 2024, well, about 61% want another candidate. Now, I don't know about that number. I can't answer for that number about who would want another candidate. But I can just tell you about my own experiences and the number of people that I know who are Trump supporters who like what he did. But they're looking at, well, can we get somebody else? Not that they're dissatisfied with what Trump accomplished. They were very satisfied with it. But the drama surrounding Trump makes them worry that the guy cannot get elected for another term. And also, he's immediately elected as, a, a, I believe, a lame duck because he can't do eight years again. He's already He can only be president twice. Doesn't matter that there was a gap in between. So we're not going to have eight years here of Trump if he were to be reelected here. Okay, but there are those who would just like to see other people run. And that's why you've heard kicked around quite a bit Ron DeSantis as one, Christy Nome as another, those two governors, and I think if they were both on the same ticket, that that's a, a real good chance of the two of them winning. But whatever the case is, what the Republicans do, we did, they did not have the red wave that they wanted to have. This is where the Republicans also need to quit not just running the same old people, but they also need to run people who actually do have an appeal. You want true, limited government thinkers, right? The press is not going to be fair to them. You know that's never going to happen. You want true, limited government thinkers. You also want people who can have some kind of an appeal to the average low-information voter. That's most of, but most of the people who are casting votes and making the decisions are not people who are politically savvy, like most listeners to this radio show or talk radio in general, are very politically savvy people. There's people both on the left and right who pay attention heavily to what's happening in politics. Those are the informed voters. Most people are not, and so they really have no idea what they're voting for when they show up to vote. So the Republicans need to find candidates that can actually have a, well, some kind of broad appeal and not come across as they're some kind of an extremist. Okay, Broad appeal on the issues, but someone who actually sounds mature and responsible. That's what we're looking for here. But no matter who they select, no matter who pops up in the Republican ticket anywhere in the country for any race, local or national, whatever the case is, you know the media is not going to treat them fairly. You already know what the news media is going to treat them like. So we already know what to expect in 2024. It's going to be like a hurricane. Oh, Rianne from Fort Danger. Was that really Sanders? Yes, it was. Also, he dropped out the last two times. Yes, he did. But yes, that was actually Bernie Sanders. It was, uh, you can check Rolling Stone. You look it up on YouTube. It was an album that he put out back in, a whole album back in 1987 and Rolling Stone magazine covered it and there's actually a YouTube video of Bernie Sanders in the studio singing it kind of singing it if you can call that singing I really don't 
Coming up on 7.30, local news update on your weather forecast, 7.45. Don Day and I have a conversation about the snow that's just going to stick with us for a couple of days. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Letting you vent. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS. Seven thirty-six. the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Actually, once again, I'm going to take something I was going to do and push it aside because I think this is pretty good. I will not say who wrote this to me. Just let them slide in this one. But it's a good point here. I was just talking about how the Democrats have a problem with the extremists that they put into elect. Democrats have a lot of problems in upcoming elections. Bernie Sanders is thinking about running again. He's 81 years old now. Major problems. Republicans, on the other hand, should have had a big red wave, but didn't, and they don't understand why. So the note I just got, Republicans have to get off, we was robbed in 2020, they can forget it. That plays well with a segment of the GOP, but independents, yeah, aren't buying it. Uh, Probably because, and he goes into why, probably because it isn't, well, you know, true, but if they can talk about the pocketbook issues, they might be able to win. I look at it this way for Republicans. I, I really don't think the Republicans get it. First off, there's the old establishment Republicans that have been around for a long time. And in general, I have a problem with establishment politicians from any party. And people who are professional politicians who have been there for decades. We're not supposed to have that. I have a problem with establishment politicians. So establishment Republicans don't get it. And so they're having a tough time because they don't understand the American people or what's happening in the country or how to fix it or that they're part of the problem in the first place. Then comes the new breed of Republican in, and much like the extreme leftist Democrats, nutjobs, there are some extremist right-wing Republicans that come in that can be just as bad but in an entirely different way. So we're replacing establishment people with extremist free people, and I don't want either one, frankly. I would much rather have people who are focused on limited government. The idea of liberty and freedom and that government is the problem. Don't expect to play nice with the news media. They're not going to. You can just forget it. Don't think the other party's going to play nice, whichever other party we're talking about. They're not going to. Just for, and I know I'm wishing too much at this point, but just get across to the American people. And this is something I talked about briefly on the air yesterday with you guys. Two problems with the average American today. One, they love the idea of handouts from the government, and they think of it as free. They're just going to get free money. The government's just handing them money, handouts. It's free, right? They want government to take care of all sorts of things, including health care, but all sorts of different things. They love grants and handouts. They love these things. They don't understand where it comes from. They don't understand none of it's free. They don't understand the damage it does to the country. 
And people love Americans in general. I'm not talking Democrat or Republican here. Americans in general love to have government tell their neighbor what to do. They're not going to go over there and tell their neighbor what they can and can't do, but they can get the government to do it. And they love that until it happens to them, and then they want government out of their business. I think the typical American has that problem. They take a look at government as a cash cow, a solution to problems they perceive, including their neighbors. And if they're a businessman, getting rid of the competition. And yet they don't realize that that comes back to bite them in every way. To convince the average American instead that what we really need here is just get government back to the size that it was meant to be, to limit the size and power of government. Because we've taken people who love being in charge and have all sorts of insane ideas to fix problems, some that don't even exist, and yet their solutions make things worse. We keep electing these people. Instead, to have people in office who understand that government is not, as Ronald Reagan said, government is not the solution. Government is the problem. They're causing the problems. We have government for a few limited tasks, a few limited tasks, mainly to make sure that people are being honest. Bad players are being dealt with to keep us safe, you know, police, military, things like that but not in charge of a whole lot else. So when someone comes across a problem in their life, they don't look to government to solve it. They look to themselves to solve it. Or maybe if they need help, friends and family, church and civic groups. There's all sorts of people out there helping across America. If somebody truly needs help, there's all sorts of organizations that will help and actually do a good job of it. More than anything, we need to convince the American people to stop looking to the current crop of politicians because it's just a mess. Who, who chooses to run for office, I don't care who, they, who they're with, tends to be someone that is not trustworthy for a multitude of reasons. All right. More snow keeps coming down. Some wind for some of you guys is going to really make the highways brutal. Good chunk of I-80 already closed. I got Don Day coming up next. Wake up, Wyoming. Winter is face the day at 888-97-WOODS. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods, live on AM 1030 K2 Radio. 7.45, time to talk with Don Day about the storm moving in. I noticed in my area it started kind of light this morning, but more's coming. Yeah, the storm has jumped over the Continental Divide overnight. And, and basically when that happens, the storm gets disorganized before it starts to reform, which is exactly what it's doing right now over east central areas of Colorado. As it gets better organized, the counterclockwise spin will really get going. And we're seeing that on radar right now. We're seeing radar returns increasing across portions of western Nebraska, northeast Colorado, and western South Dakota. And those radar returns are moving to the west wrapping that moisture around the low and bringing it on in. And then also what will happen is snow will increase and so will the wind, especially in those areas we mentioned yesterday, Glenn. Uh, up along the Bighorns, along and east of I-25, out near the border areas, 
where winds later today will be going more than 50 miles an hour in gusts. So things are going about as expected. We do expect the snow, the wind, and the cold, to all three of those things to really be coming together over the next 24 hours or so. So the weather will deteriorate uh, through that time frame. I do notice when we get into storms like this, a lot changes as we get, as we get closer to the actual time of the event. So what has changed between what you told us yesterday and today? Who's going to get the worst of it? We're still expecting the worst to be along that Pine Ridge area, Douglas, Lusk, over to Shadron, Nebraska, um, up along the Johnson County area. Um, those areas are going to see the heaviest snow. But as I talked about yesterday, what, what we tend to obsess about the amounts of snow, and I, and I understand that, but it's the combination of the snow, the wind, and the cold that will make this system so impactful. I think a lot of areas are going to probably see, you know, six or seven inches will be very common, but those areas I just mentioned along the Pine Ridge going more than a foot, certainly more than a foot of snow is going to be falling near the mountains and over the mountains as well. December storms don't tend to have a lot of water in them. Um, so we're we're doing pretty good with this one. But it's it's all of the things coming together, especially later this morning and early this afternoon, that's going to be most impactful. And really, it's going to cover just about every everywhere. Uh, so this is really not going to be missing anyone. I worry that a storm like this might leave the area by blowing out of the area. And if it does, that means everything that just fell drifts even more. And we wind up with another blizzard without actually new snowfall. Right, and that's a problem. And, and, and that's a concern really for tomorrow and Thursday because by tomorrow and Thursday, we're probably down to flurries, but the wind won't quit. And so the snow will just keep going back and forth. And uh, we're now with the longest day, longest nights and the shortest days. And with cold air coming in behind the system, there's just not going to be much melting of anything. You know, this is where you get the black ice. This is where that, that back and forth snow across the roads uh, are, are going to be a concern, and, and especially the wind-prone areas. Um, after the storm drops its snow, the wind won't quit. In fact, I think the wind is going to go all the way into Thursday. On day, thank you. Okay, so we have to keep an eye on this. Why I specifically asked him that question? We have to keep an eye on what the roads are going to be like over the next well few days after the storm is officially over, just because of blowing snow and ice. Off we go to the ice box to talk to. Frank Gambino about all of this. So, uh, Frank, I put up a nice little post, which, uh, do you like cat videos and so on? Cat videos? Yeah. I have a cat. Oh, okay. Well, they I, taken... I don't need to watch them on TV. So. Yeah, okay. I assume you haven't put up a Christmas tree. I had. You know what? Matter oh, of wow. fact, I put my Christmas tree up last year, yeah. and it's been up the entire well, time. Okay, well, that saves a lot of work. 12 months in a row. I put this together from the cat's point of view. That the uh, slave, that would be you, yeah. uh, was nice enough to take a good chunk of the house, the main part of the house, the living room, and put up a huge toy for the cat. It's got blinking lights. It's got dangly things to play with. Mm-hmm. It smells good. It tastes good. Yeah. And so there's a whole series of videos I have up on the Wake Up Wyoming website this morning. Cats versus Christmas trees. And are the trees upright or are they on the floor? Well, they start upright. (laughs) They don't end up right there. In most cases, the Christmas tree wins that one. But then the human slaves are good enough Mm -hmm. to rush out there all excited and quickly put the toy back up again 
so the cat can continue to play and and do it multiple times. Multiple times, yeah. You don't. What's the definition of insanity? Uh huh. Yeah, the same thing over and over again. So, yeah, I I just tried to decide to take a look at it from the cat's point of view. Think about how excited the cat must be. Wow, for me. And just when the tree starts to get old, all of a sudden. The humans start ripping paper, and they open boxes all over oh, the place. Oh, yeah. And you know how cats love boxes. Oh, and how. Well, the high school basketball season did tip off over the weekend with several tournaments statewide. For the boys, Casper hosted the Oil City Tournament. And on Thursday, Cheyenne East beat Kelly Wall 71-61. Detroit over Evanston 44-31. Cheyenne Central over Green River, 80-68 in the boys' games on Thursday. Jackson over Cheyenne South, 80-38, and Laramie defeated Star Valley, 64-256. On Friday for the boys, Cheyenne Central over Kelly Wall, 64-56. Cheyenne East defeated Evanston, 62-40. Natrona got by Green River, 62-45. In other games, Laramie over Powell in the Riverton tournament, 61-57. Then the Plainsmen lost to Riverton, 75-50. Glenrock on their own tournament, BKC, 65-26. And Grable, 49-40. At the Carbon County Tournament, Midwest lost to Encampment 66-20 and, and to Saratoga 60-27. On Saturday in Casper for the boys, Natrona over Kelly Walls 59-50. Cheyenne East beat Green River 79-46. Cheyenne Central over Evanston 71-45 and Jackson to Laramie 64-60. On the girls' side on Thursday, Cheyenne East over Kelly Walls 49-28. Natrona pounded Evanston 78-39. Cheyenne Central a winner over Green River 66-33. And Laramie beat Star Valley in Riverton 43-27. Over on Friday in the girls' side, Detroit over Green River 58-57. Central beat Kelly Walls 45-32. East over Evanston 57-38. On the girls, also another girls' games. Laramie over Powell 41-26. Glenrock beat Grable 57-50. On Saturday for the ladies, Detroit over Kelly Walls 61-32. East over Green River 72-47. Central beat Evanston 59-33. Laramie over Jackson 57-13. And Glenrock knocked off Wyoming Indian 58-51. A couple of Wyoming Cowboy and Cowboy girl basketball players were honored this week. On the men's side, Cowboy player Noah Reynolds was named the Mountain West Conference Player of the Week. Sophomore guard threw in 30 points against Texas A&M Commerce and had 20 points in the post win on Saturday over Louisiana Tech. UW, by the way, will be in Chicago on Saturday to take on Dayton. Wyoming Cowgirl basketball player Malene Peterson named the Mountain West Conference Freshman of the Week, the 5'11 guard with 20 points in the Cowgirls win over Missouri-Kansas City back on Sunday going 8 of 11 from the field. Cowgirls will be at Nebraska coming up on Sunday. That's it in sports. Now, I don't understand you keeping your Christmas tree up all year long. But I like lights, Christmas. Yeah, okay. Christmas lights, though, I think look great all year long. Yeah, I mean, I use it as my nightlight. Yeah, yeah, sure. See? And I love it when people go off on, let's say, onto their back deck and decorate with Christmas tree lights and so on and just keep those up all year long. That just looks great. I, I, I love that stuff. Okay. But I, I think I you do. don't take down your Christmas tree, not because you're in the Christmas spirit, but because that's work. No, 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 yes. <laughs> You caught me on that one. Okay, all right. (laughs) Gotcha. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. His Christmas tree is probably all of one foot high anyway, so what? Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. And then news time after that national local update on that weather forecast. Really important. Road conditions, too. Open phones in the 8 o'clock hour. Triple eight ninety seven woods Oh, and then we're going to merge, finally, officially merge, COVID and climate change. It's happening. They're trying it right now. We'll tell you about it next hour. Let's wake up, Moyle.
Six the time. It's Wake Up with Halloween. My name is Glenn Wood. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, snow still just coming down, most mostly lightly in a lot of areas, but it's just continuing to come down. So when I say in most areas snow is coming down lightly, yeah, but it's not stopping, and it's just going to keep building up. Wind for mostly the eastern. You heard Dante's forecast just a moment ago. And so we got to watch road conditions later on this week as well for that. But we're not done with this today. It'll Tomorrow morning, we're still going to be having this discussion about the snow just coming down, coming down. And it's always depending on where you are, too, because there's parts of Wyoming that will get a good amount of snow. And there's other people that are going to get kind of hammered. Those people in South Dakota, Nebraska, sorry about what you're going through. That's really a lot coming down. Remember, this is called global warming. This is what it looks like. And remember, I I just keep repeating this. We were told back in 2000, I believe it was, we were told, and this is supposed to be settled science, that snow is now a thing of the past. And in fact, it's going to be such a rare and exciting event that when it happens, you're going to have to take your kids outside and explain it to them because they're not going to understand. So I certainly hope over the next couple of days, where I am right now, it's 10 degrees Fahrenheit and snow's coming down. So if you're in my area, please take kids outside and show them what this is. I'm sure they have absolutely no idea that was supposed to have happened already. And yet here we are. Oh, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, the only hit song that Al Gore thinks that he ever had, allegedly. You're driving a big car I come on your radio I say the end's close You just say no I say it's global warming But you call me a liar But this planet Also remember, as I get into the next couple of stories here, what's keeping you warm right now, again, where I am, 10 degrees Fahrenheit. Just remember, you are nice and toasty and cozy because of that coal fire power plant up the road from you. Because that wind and solar out there is not doing squat right now. It can't. So it's the... It's the coal power power plants. It's the natural gas plants out there that are providing the energy. And as it gets colder, especially tonight, really cold, all they're going to have to do is just crank it up a little bit, send some more energy out there, and you will remain toasty. You'll be fine because of reliable energy. All right. On that note, let's go to Dr. Fauci. Oh, I'm sorry. Hang on a second here. This is completely my fault that I didn't do this here. Uh, Where did I have it? Here it is. Okay. Let's go talk about Dr. Fauci. Yeah, that's better. So Dr. Fauci is doing what you knew they were going to do because they've talked about this before. Fauci merges COVID and climate. Infectious disease largely the result of human encroachment on nature and often aided by climate change that was published in the New England Journal of Medicine. 
Dr. Fauci. Now it's not just him. There's that push. Another headline, John Kerry blames recent COVID bout for failed climate change talks with China. Yeah. President Joe Biden's climate czar John Kerry is having a tough time wrangling his Chinese counterparts to continue to come to the table on climate change hysteria, the story says. On Thursday, last Thursday, Kerry, a known jet setter, by the way, said Biden, his dear friend, blamed the recent inability to have any concrete conversation with the Communist Party on that whole bout with COVID. Kerry told the Washington Post, it would be great if U.S. taxpayers could help put the bill as a major contributor to climate change reparations to third world countries. We owe third world countries reparations for climate change. He also said that we need to demand nations such as China start negotiations. When Busby asked whether or not China would oblige Kerry toss that dream up on a wing and a prayer, he said, I would hope. But the, well, he said, he hesitated and said, I would hope again. Perhaps Kerry realized that the story says that hope isn't a strategy. It's often an excuse. Okay, well, this is where he says, I mean, that's, we will, we, we know we're, we picked up the conversation with China, yet those communications were foiled by the Chinese virus or the COVID virus, if you will. Kerry didn't say Chinese virus, I am. Unfortunately, you know, I got COVID in the past few days and we had to, wait a second, John Kerry got COVID? Hang on a second now. How is it possible that John Kerry got COVID? Why didn't John Kerry get all of his vaccines? Hasn't he been masking up? How did he get? All right. Washington Post audience might not realize, but Kerry's alibi is more of the same. China has eaten his lunch ever since he stepped into the mysterious tax dollar funded office, which he now takes as your climate czar. Now, on that note, I mentioned that uh, he's a jet setter. John Kerry is a jet setter, right? Goes everywhere in corporate jets. Got really mad when someone tried to call him out on it. Pete Buttigieg also is paid on your taxpayer dime. Flies on taxpayer-funded private jets as well. Now, this is another member of the cult of climate change, as always says he is. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, an advocate of increased government action to curb climate emissions, has taken about 18 flights using taxpayer-funded private jets and taken office. He has traveled cross-country, visiting Florida, Ohio, New Hampshire, and other states. And all around the country on private jets, which he has, there's a fleet available to him, managed by the Federal Aviation Administration, according to flight tracking data. Buttigieg, who, of course, is a member of the cult of climate change, wants to end air travel for people like you. But people like him are allowed to be part of the jet setter crowd. I wonder, do any of these people like him, for example, and John Kerry and other such people, Leonardo DiCaprio, ever stop and wonder about their own hypocrisy or do they are they that deeply in denial? Well, anyway, Buttigieg says, everyday Americans face flight cancellations with long wait times because the transportation secretary, oh, I'm sorry, this is somebody else saying this. Pardon me, let me back up. Uh, there's an oversight committee 
that says everyday Americans face flight cancellations and long wait times because the transportation secretaries completely mismanage air travel. Yet, he can get on his private jet anytime he wants and go anywhere he wants. And for someone who is so holier than thou at reducing carbon emissions, he sure doesn't seem to mind the pollution that he causes as a jet setter. By the way, the exact taxpayer cost for this is about $5,000 per hour for him to fly around. About $5,000 an hour for Pete Buttigieg to fly around. Imagine what John Kerry you know, and then the president's way beyond that with Air Force One. So just remember, as you look outside today and you see all of this global warming coming down, that this is all your fault and you're going to have to explain it to your kids. And it's your fault because you fly and but they're allowed to, but you're not. And your fault because you ride around in limos. Oh, you don't, you, you don't use limos, do you? Okay, SUVs, many of you, and big trucks. That's all your fault that you do that. They're allowed to, but you're not allowed to. You see how this works, right? Welcome to the Church of Global Warming. Sorry, I I just came in to get out of the cold. You don't mind, do you? Well, you know, the cold outside is due to global warming. Wait, wasn't this the same church that said that this part of the world was going to be a sandy desert by now? Global warming works in mysterious ways. Right, kind of like God works in mysterious ways. Hey, hey, careful how you talk about the Obama. You know, I, I think I'll just wait outside and suffer in the driving blizzard. Besides, it's freezing cold in here. That's because global warming froze over the wind turbine blades in the clouds. And snow and ice cover the solar panels, you idiot. This Wyoming Opinions, we had to build the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app to hold them all. Free download from AM 1030 K2 Radio. Once a time, wake up my own. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Roads slowly getting worse, but we're well, they're open now, most of them, except for, of course, I 80. There's only a way to solve this. If we had some global warming, if we had some global warming, it wouldn't be 20 below, it wouldn't be 20 below. If we had some global warming, if we had some global warming, I wouldn't be shoveling snow, I wouldn't be shoveling that blasted snow. If we had some global warming, if we had some global warming, I wouldn't have to drive this giant truck, maybe I could drive a little commuter car. If we had some global warming, instead of a mango free. Let's take a look. I mentioned just as we were talking about John Kerry a few minutes ago and how he blames you know, COVID and the Chinese. And, and they're trying to bring the two together now, both COVID and climate change as one issue, right? Get a load of this. Biden gives $200 million to a Chinese company for what they call green energy batteries. Now, I've already made the case many times over. There's nothing green about these batteries. In fact, they're seriously 
toxic for the environment, especially the way China makes them. Now, why would we be giving $200 million to a Chinese company? I'm against subsidies anyway of any kind. But why would we give $200 million to a Chinese company? When we borrow money, we don't borrow it all from China, but we do borrow quite a bit from China. Some years ago, we borrowed a bunch of nearly a trillion dollars from China and then loaned a bunch of it, actually loaned it, no, gave a bunch of it to China so they could work on fighting climate change. So we borrowed the money from China, then gave it back to China in a grant so they can go ahead and fight climate change. Then we have to pay that off with interest. Yeah, these are real smart people. All right, here's the story. Department of Energy, under the Biden administration, provided $200 million in grant funding to a lithium battery company to improve domestic sources of what they call green energy infrastructure. Now, in this case, these are Chinese companies working here in America. Why not give that? I don't. Again, I don't want subsidies, but if you're going to give the money, why not give it to an American company? All right. Though the administration described the company as American-owned, it's Chinese. It raised questions about how much the nation may be seeking a foothold, the story says, on what they call renewable energy manufacturing. And again, I'm, I'm editing here because the author calls it renewable energy. It's not. The Texas-based company mentioned in the Department of Energy fact sheet funding opportunities through a bipartisan infrastructure law for battery material. That's another thing that gets me. Bipartisan. So some Republicans were involved in this? These are the kind of Republicans I don't want around anymore because we shouldn't be giving out subsidies to anything. But all right, reading on. According to the document, the company, while a majority U.S. owned and is headquartered in Texas, however has seriously heavy Chinese ties and Chinese ownership as well. So not 100% Chinese-owned. All right. The Washington Free Beacon, however, reported the company's financial records show it operates primarily out of China, and the Chinese government has substantial influence over its business activities. The company also landed on the Security Exchange Commission watch list of companies that run the risk of being delisted from NASDAQ for not complying with U.S. auditing requirements. The company has ties with China that go back to 2006. Department of Energy spokesperson said the company has an American battery company working here thanks to funding that it no longer depends on China to establish a separate production facility in the U.S. That's nice that a lot of work will be done here, but again, it's Chinese-owned, according to this, primarily, and... Why Why at all subsidize any of this? $200 million, even if it was 100% American-owned, why give $200 million to them? If they want to build lithium-ion batteries to put in electric cars and for wind and solar power, let them come up with their own money to do it. The report follows shortly after other reports that found other companies trying to get a permit for a lithium mine in Nevada which would become one of two lithium-operating mines with strong ties to China. 
China currently controls 60% of the world's lithium. So, and resources about 80% of all manufacturing for the production of things like solar panels as well. Federal government has provided funding for various programs to develop domestic supplies, minerals, manufacturing, needed to satisfy this so-called renewable energy. In the U.S., however, with Chinese companies investing in America operations, this big push for wind and solar and electric cars and so on, the nation could be exploiting a backdoor system to Chinese ownership. Hmm. So with the federal dollars following, Senator John Barrasso of Wyoming is asking the Department of Energy to explain what controls it has in place to ensure companies with ties to China don't receive taxpayer dollars. In a letter, Jennifer Gramholm and Barrasso said that awarding the company money threatens national security. Barrasso, who serves as ranking member of the Senate Committee on Energy and Natural Resources, included a list of questions. And I have the whole list here, thanks to Cowboy State Daily. They have the whole list of questions that go into this. But you get the basic idea here. But you, you can add this to the list of reasons why I don't want subsidies at all anyway. If some company out there sees that, oh, wow, we can make a lot of money, rare earth minerals and lithium ion batteries and so on, absolutely go do that. But go get some investors and go do that rather than being on the backs of the taxpayers. In the meantime, and this is where I, you often hear this from people in Washington, D.C., especially on the left. Well, why are we subsidizing oil companies? We don't. They get tax breaks but they don't get subsidies. And those are two different things. A tax break allows the company to keep more of the money that it earned in order to do business. A subsidy is taking money from the taxpayers and giving it to certain companies. In this case, so they can push the Biden agenda on wind and solar and electric cars and et cetera, et cetera, rather than letting the marketplace sort that out. Coming up on 8.30, update on your weather forecast. Comes right after some local news. That weather forecast I know is important, of course, because the snow just keeps on coming down, and it will be for a while. I'll take a look at road conditions and update you on that right after the news and information break. Wake up, Wyoming. Seven Woods or chat him on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. I gotta hand it to some people who really go all out on the holiday seasons to give, and I'm gonna be one of those. What I'm talking about is there's events that I go to to help people that are in need. And when I show up, there's all sorts of volunteers that are there from, and this is all over the state, all sorts of different events. So in Casper, Wyoming, at the east side, Casper Walmart, so that's on 2nd Street, every single year they have stuffed the van. 
and stuff the van. They a trail will be put out there by Town Square Media. You can see all the Town Square Media radio station vehicles parked out there as well, so you can't miss them. And people show up with all sorts of toys, cash donations. It's not just to help with toys for Christmas time, but if you give cash donations, some of that money also goes to make sure some needy families have food, not just through the holidays, but through the seasons. So that's the Wyoming Food for Thought program. So all of this goes on every single year for a solid week out in front of that Walmart in Casper, Wyoming. Right now, it's 10 degrees out there. It's snowing. And the guy who does the morning show on the country station in Casper, Drew, is out there right now. I relieve him. I go out there to relieve him, and I spend several hours out there. I did yesterday. All sorts of people came up with all sorts of goodies. Yesterday was pretty nice. Today, though, despite the weather, people are still showing up with just all sorts of baskets and bags. If you can donate a little, a lot, whatever the case is, swing by between today all the way up to Friday. They're collecting, as they do every single year, with Stuff the Van. Anything you can think of. If you're making a dash to Walmart to pick up something, is a good idea. Rush in, grab something. It could be a gift certificate card, a few bucks. Some people just hand a little bit of cash over. Some people buy toys, also pajamas, you know, healthcare products, whatever you can think of. But, yeah, it's not just me not, not just me being out there or Drew or the DJ Nike is one of the disc jockeys from the area as well. He's out there. But also all the volunteers that just hang out. Even in weather like this, and then all the people who make the way out there to give despite the weather. So this goes on no matter what. That's I can honestly tell you that in all the communities I've lived in Wyoming, and that includes Gillette and Cheyenne, places like that, Wyoming honestly is one of the most giving communities that I've ever lived in anywhere in the country. People go through anything to make sure that those in need have what they need for the holiday season. All right, so what do you think about all the snow then? We get enough moisture. There's a reason I bring this up. Now, I hate to do this because someone who I consider a friend of mine is involved in this product, but the project is cloud seeding. Have you heard about cloud seeding in Wyoming? This is the idea of flying airplanes over and uh, you seed the clouds in such a way that would hopefully encourage them to gather, get bigger, and then rain. And there's never been any that I could find conclusive study, even out of the University of Wyoming, that says it does or does not work. Yet, the state of Wyoming continues to fund it. Now, what I've been thinking about, because I'm a dork and I think about things like this, over the past few months is looking at uh, Wyoming geology. Well, even just the nation, but let's take a look at geology. Let's take a look at, you've heard me say before, Wyoming used to be at the bottom of the ocean. There was a big inland sea that came right up the middle of the United States from the Gulf of Mexico, right up. Huge inland sea, right up through Canada. That eventually closed in, became a big lake. That eventually became a swampy area. Wyoming was a swamp. Crocodiles lived here. And then eventually, we just keep getting drier. So when people say, oh, climate change, Wyoming's getting drier. Yes, it has been for millions of years. Wyoming and other surrounding areas that we now consider these states has been slowly getting drier for millions of years. It just continues on. Now, maybe someday that'll be reversed, but for quite a long time, 
we just continue to get drier. That's just part of the process we're going through, like it or not. All right, here's the story. Again, another Cowboy State Daily story. From the fiery burst of a flare, silver iodide is injected into the atmosphere, creating a chemical reaction that under ideal conditions would cause a powdery white flake to fall from the sky. The practice is part of a state effort in lingering drought to enhance water snowpack in Wyoming mountain ranges. This is cloud seeding. Wyoming is all on board with cloud seeding and has been doing it for quite some time. On Wednesday, the legislators' select water committees voted unanimously to continue paying for the program. I've been actually critical about this, despite the fact that I have a friend who's involved in this. She's a meteorologist. Hate to do that, but whenever studies have been done, including from the University of Wyoming, they can't find that it's doing any good or not doing any good. Does it work? We don't know. Cloud seeding, the story says, is seen as a potential benefit, and it goes into why. Wyoming cloud seeding operations formally began in 2014 on the heels of Wyoming Weather Modification Pilot Program, a project which has been running for nine years prior and relied solely on ground-based cloud seeding generators. What started the project, it focused on the Wind River Mountains and has since expanded to other parts of Wyoming, which involves shooting iodide out of flares that are strapped to the wings of the airplanes. The cloud seeding uses silver iodide to enhance ice crystals in the clouds. They think that's what it'll do. When seeding is done from an airplane, the pilot ignites one flare at a time, shooting the compound into the cloud. They think the iodides will cause water droplets in the cloud to form ice crystals that become heavier, fall faster, initiates snowfall. Quote, cloud seeding is simply a mechanism to help initiate the snowfall process within a cloud according to the manager of this office. Uh, And then here comes, and and this is where I have to be very careful here, Um, cloud seeding within, okay, Julie Gonzar, project manager and meteorologist from Wyoming Water Development Office, adding a specific temperature and moisture and water content are necessary sources. Gonzard said the pilot stays in constant communication with the project meteorologist all times to discuss when to ignite the flares. The key, they say, is timing. Study is underway in separate uh, sessions. The legislator also improved about $300,000 cost benefit of the Medicine Bow Sierra Madre seeding project. $5.5 million omnibus water planning bill passed nearly unanimously. This, this should perform a better study, they hope, on the effects of cloud seeding. But you see... A cost-sharing agreement with the Colorado River Basin in 2018. They have efforts there going as well. The story says cloud seeding, not voodoo. State Senator Evan Simpson, Republican of Afton, chair of the Select Water Committee, said he has seen a notable shift in public confidence when it comes to seeding. The controversy, though, is this is we are one of eight states involved in cloud seeding. Some cloud seeding efforts are performed to increase rainfall while others done to prevent hailstorms. Some critics of the program have equated cloud seeding to playing God. I don't. My 
It's not a magic bullet, the story goes on to say. The entire story is at Cowboy State Daily. But I still – you tell me what you think, but I um, – oh, Rianne from Fort Danger. Dork? No. Nerd? Yes. Ah, okay. So she thinks I'm a nerd, not a dork. Fine. But I look at cloud seeding as they don't have any proof after all these years that it does or doesn't work. So unless you have solid proof that it actually is doing something – Save the money. 8.45 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Stop the band. Into Glen Woods anywhere you roam with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Forty-eight's the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off to the icebox we go. Talk to Frank Gambino. Uh, so, Frank, uh, do you like sometimes unusual gifts for Christmas? I mean, just, do, do I like them? Or? Yes. Yeah. Just well, really, I, 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 I'm always in the, the just, point that uh, it's better to receive than give. Okay. That, no, I, I'm with you on that one. Okay. Now, when I say unusual gifts, you know, I, I like to buy people even at my more advanced stage. Toys for Christmas. Christmas is not about buying someone like you don't buy dad a lawnmower or mom, you know. So, not yeah, so, yeah. You can buy dad a lawnmower. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 no. yeah, yeah. Maybe if it comes with a really cool beer holder on well, it, but of no, course. no. Uh, you don't get people tools or shirts or you get them toys. Okay. And to this day, I can say this because I know my brother-in-law is not listening. I got him from Chugwater, Wyoming, a actual authentic Red Rider BB gun. <laughs> See, because he, he, loves, he loves the movie, so I don't care. He's older than me, but he's getting a Red Rider BB gun. Would you like a flamethrower attached to a drone? Well, I'd like to watch that for sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah. See, here's the thing. They've now reached the point that drone-mounted flamethrowers, you can buy them, but now it's going to require a special license. Yeah, because it's not a toy. No, it's not. Actually, it was put together to do real jobs. Like, for example, there's a video here over somebody's house. There's a wasp nest, pretty big one, too, up in a tree. So they flew the drone up there. To fry it. To fry the damn thing, yes. Yeah. And it's not that people are opposed to this. It's just that the authorities want to make sure that if you're going to have a flame-throwing drone, <laughs> that you're using it responsibly. Okay. Well, how is Santa going to put the flame-throwing drone into the sleigh... Yes. And put it down the chimney. I would think that going down the chimney with a flamethrowing drone would be a very dangerous thing. I mean, you're talking about explosive stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a blast. College football, Mississippi State head coach Mike Leach has died from a heart condition at the age of 61. Leach went to high school in Cody, Wyoming, and played for the Bronx from 1975 through 1978 and attended college at BYU to play rugby. Uh, Leach was an offensive football mastermind with his air raid passing attack. He took that offensive philosophy to new heights as the head coach of Texas Tech, Washington State, and Mississippi State. Leach was also very well known for his tell-it-like-it-is demeanor, and his press conferences were entertaining 
entertaining and informative. He'll also be remembered as one of the most innovative offensive coaches overall in college football. The high school basketball season tipped off over the weekend with several tournaments statewide. For the boys, Casper hosted the Oil City Tournament on Thursday. Cheyenne East beat Kelly Wall 71-61. The Toronto over Evanston 44-31. Cheyenne Central beat Green River 80-68. In other boys games on Thursday, Jackson over Cheyenne South 80-38. And Laramie defeated Star Valley 64-56. On Friday for the boys in Casper, Cheyenne Central over Kelly Wall 64-56. Cheyenne East defeated Evanston 62-40. And the Toronto got by Green River 62-45. In other games, Laramie beat Paul in the Riverton Tournament 61-57. And lost to Riverton 75-50. Glenrock in their own tournament beat KC 65-26. And Grable 49-43. At the Carbon County Tournament, Big West lost to Encampment 66-20. And Saratoga 60-27. Then on Saturday in Casper for the boys, the Toronto over Kelly Walls 59-50. Cheyenne East beat Green River 79-46. Cheyenne Central over Evanston 71-45. And Jackson to Laramie 64-60. On the girls' side on Thursday, Cheyenne East beat Kelly Walsh to start the season 49-28. The Toronto pounded Evanston 79-39. Cheyenne Central went over Green River 66-33. And Laramie beat Star Valley in Riverton 43-27. On Friday for the ladies, the Toronto over Green River 58-57. Central over Kelly Walsh 45-32. East beat Evanston 57-38. In other girls' games, Laramie over Powell 41-26. Glenrock beat Grable 57-50. Then on Saturday for the ladies, the Trona went over KW 61-32. East beat Green River 72-47. Central a winner over Evanston 59-33. Laramie over Jackson 57-13. And Glenrock defeated Wyoming Indian 58-251. That's it in sports. I just came across a headline, beloved legendary Mississippi State University. Yeah, Mike Leach, yeah. I wish I'd have met that guy because this, you know, he told it like it was. I mean, whether you liked it or not, you know, and he was a funny guy. Okay. Really funny guy. 61 years old. The two young. Yeah. He had, he had like a major, major heart attack on Sunday. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you, Frank. Mm-hmm. Coming up on some local business that we have to take care of. And I sent open phones, but I never did anything about it. That's all on me. Nine o'clock hour. You can go ahead and interrupt me if you want. Talk about what you want to talk about or talk about what I'm talking about. I'm fine. I'm going to roll with the whole thing. 888-97. What's the phone number? That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It is a Tuesday. The snow just keeps slowly, gently coming down and filling everything up. And I'm keeping you up to date on road conditions as well. Of course, most of I-80 closed right about now. Everybody else is in, well, poor condition and could be closed at some time. We'll let you know about that. Meantime, let's go over to the phone to talk to Katie for just a moment. Morning, Katie. Good morning. Katie is with Reese Across America in Laramie. 
and wants a call to ask everybody to help out Lane Reeves, which anybody will do anytime, day or night, no matter what the weather, right? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So what do you need from people? Do you have all the Reefs available? Are they all arriving? Uh, yes. The Reefs all came in yesterday. Actually, our, our truck driver came in a day early to beat the storm you were just talking about. So the Reefs are here. We're all set up at the uh, cemetery. What we do is go out and advance and put red flags on the veterans' graves so that uh, people can find the graves easily in the snow. Uh, so we just need people to come out Saturday morning at 11 out to Green Hill Cemetery at the GAR Monument. There'll be a short cemetery, and then we'll pass out the wreaths, and uh, people can help us lay them. We have 700 this year, so we do need folks to come out. Okay, now the snow will be gone by Saturday, but expect some cold and, you know, some Wyoming wind during that time, but still... I know people will yeah. come out to do something like this. So you're with – this all started – you've talked to me before about this in Arlington National Cemetery, right? Yes, it did about uh, 20 years ago. Um, and the wreaths are made in America at a company in Maine. And uh, it started originally at Arlington, but now it's at literally thousands of cemeteries. Uh, here in the United States and American cemeteries overseas. Uh, um, and so um, I believe this year there's going to be at least 2 million wreaths that are made and distributed. And they're actually delivered by volunteer uh, semi-drivers that take them around the country and drop them off. So it's quite the operation. Okay, so this is Laramie County Women's Club along with volunteers from Laramie VFW. About how many people do you need? Um. We normally have anywhere from 40 to 60 people. So, um, um, like I said, we have 700 wreaths. This has been a joint effort now the last four or five years uh, through our Daughters of the American Revolution chapter. This year, the Laramie Women's Club joined us. The VFW Post has always been a big supporter. So it's truly a community effort. We get donations from residents individuals, from businesses to buy the wreaths. So it's it's a great opportunity. All right, so let's remind everybody to help out. They need to be where, when? 11 a.m. Saturday morning at the GAR Monument at Green Hill. And that would be in Cheyenne, Wyoming. All right. Katie? No, in Laramie. Oh, Laramie. In oh, Laramie. you're in Laramie. I'm thinking Laramie County. Laramie. There's too many yeah, Laramies in the state. I doing it also, but Yeah, but okay. I'm but in, in the town of Laramie. Okay, that's where you need to be. In the town of Laramie. All yeah, right, Green Katie. Hill Cemetery here in Laramie. Thanks for coming on. I'll, I'll keep reminding people all the way up to Friday. Yeah, we'll, we'll take any and all volunteers to help with the replay. So right. uh, it's, it's a great opportunity for folks. Right. Thank you, Katie. All right. Thank you. So I always get confused. Okay, so let me see. I wrote an article about this once. See, we have Laramie County and Laramie Peak, which is nowhere near Laramie County. Then there's the city of Laramie, which is nowhere near any of those two. There's the town of Fort Laramie, and then there's Fort Laramie. And none of those places, except for the town of Fort Laramie and Fort Laramie, those two are close to each other. Other than that, none of those are anywhere near each other. And so, yeah, people can confuse all that. All right, 888-97, what's the phone number? That's 888-97-WOODS. You can talk about what I'm talking about, change the subject, Fine by me. Ladies and gentlemen, the national debt has reached another all-time high. We need to send a message to Washington. We need fiscal restraint. 
asking for your vote and money. We need limited government. About how these deficits are costing us a trillion a pop. But vote for me, I'll be as stingy as a game stop. And then I got elected and took over DC. Cutting back on spending is what I would do, you think? But I like it, I love it, I want some more of it. Journal, our national debt is continuing to grow and widen. And if you go to the debt clock, you'll see about $31 trillion. But look down to where you add in unfunded liabilities, all sorts of things like that. And it's well beyond that. It's into the hundred-some trillion dollars, and we can barely keep up with the interest as it is right now. Then comes this headline. U.S. can't afford Pelosi-Schumer spending bomb. Another one. Remember now, also, this is the president who said, I've reduced the debt. And no, he hasn't. It's bigger under him, vastly bigger. So, okay, they want a continuing resolution. Oh, don't forget, as your Congress and president have continued to borrow trillions upon trillions of dollars, massive amounts, right? Just within the past couple of years, like $5 trillion was just printed out and dumped into... And yet, they still run into a budget problem where now and then the headlines scream, your government is about to get shut down. They're running out of money. How is it possible with all that they borrowed that they could be running out of money again? Well, this is like someone who's addicted to credit cards and just can't stop. Story says back in September... There was a story written about they basically discussed with reckless spending in Washington, D.C., and inflation was forcing American families to deal with that as well. In that op-ed that was written at the time by some Republicans, they made – and let's not forget, Republicans are just as responsible for this massive debt as Democrats are. They asked that spending stop. They said in this op-ed, Republicans said, Republicans must unite opposing another spending bill and are demanding passing a continuing resolution that simply maintains current federal spending levels. No more, no less. Now that the government funding deadline is just days away and the start of a new Republican majority in the House just weeks away, 
Republicans again demand physical responsibility and urge colleagues to stand strong and oppose yet another Pelosi-Schumer spending bill. Last week, the Republicans say they were joined by colleagues on the Senate who want to do the same thing. But again, I want to point out, I appreciate them saying this, but when Republicans are in charge, they're just as bad. The op-ed from the Republican Party says, for nearly two years, we've seen the devastating impact of the total Democrat control in Washington and heard from countless families in our states about the pain it caused. And a lot of this has to do with just printing about $5 trillion and just dumping it into the economy, which is part of what led to a lot of inflation. Instead of delivering relief, it made things worse. They raise taxes on everybody every time they do this. Reckless spending. And they're spending about another $80 billion on new IRS agents as well. And there's just no end in sight to it. If anything, just to start, just to start, I like their idea of just freezing spending where it is. Start there. Then start cutting back. Rod and Lingle about cloud seeding. Hi, Rod. Yeah, just like to tell you about Wyoming water development. Okay. I served on that commission for eight years. Right. And at the heart of that cloud seeding, we are the ones that came up with doing it with airplanes instead of ground units. Okay. And I just want to reassure you that every commissioner on that board takes every dollar and scrutinizes it to the last penny. Okay. We give water to all these small towns. We build pipelines for them. We aid them in irrigation projects all across the state, all the wells that tend there, or uh, ward wells there in, Link, or in Casper where they get their drinking water. We help facilitate all that, okay. furnish money for that. And so we don't like to spend a lot of money for cloud seeding when we have all these other projects. Right. So it's scrutinized and looked into very earnestly so that we don't spend any money we don't have. Right. I just worry here once again, I've even read a University of Wyoming study, among other studies, and when asked, is cloud seeding working, the answer is we don't know, and that they've been doing it for a very long time under we don't know. That's been my problem. Well, we we found out when we did studies that it was a lot cheaper than pumping water okay. to cloud seed, and right. we thought the gains were, were worth the money. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for calling. I appreciate it. 918's the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Something on your mind? Join in at 888-97-WOODS. is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Just real quick before I get on to the next call, you notice what I did there with Rod and Lingle. Uh, he and I disagree on something, but I just sat back and let him talk. And so now you know what his point of view is and why. I still don't agree that we have any evidence that cloud seeding does or doesn't work, which is why I don't like spending money on it. But, you know, he's from a different point of view. Let him say that if that's what he wants to say. That's the point. See, I didn't I, I let him talk because he's being a gentleman about it, unlike Dave from San Francisco, who's just a jerk. Now, that's when someone's just gone. Rick is in Cheyenne about the budget. Morning, Rick. Good morning. How are you this morning? Good, Glenn? sir. What you got? 
Hey, so here's my thought. So we have all of these wonderful politicians and administration uh, people. Let's just cut their funding. Let's take their paychecks and hold on to them. Uh-huh. Anything that is a subsidy that is going out, let's cut that. Right. Grants. Have the U.S. Department of Agriculture go through every grant. Any grant that is not um, a function of proper government, uh, infrastructure, safety, that sort right. of thing, cut them. We don't need to pay for shrimp running on treadmills. We don't need right. to pay for how does CO2 uh, affect a net's But um, let's cut all of those. That's a great place to start. Right. Cut their travel budget, cut their housing budget. Here you go, guys. Work yeah. with nothing because that's what you've done for the public. One of the things I've thought of, see what you think of this idea is. So I'm going to pick a number out of thin air. This is completely random, okay? So let's say okay. we could run our federal government on $2 trillion a year. We decide. Okay. So right. that's what they get. That's it. Right. Figure it out. Perfect. Yeah. And then they're right. not allowed to print anymore, borrow anymore, if they come up to that, well, we're going to run out of money. Well, you better figure it out. Because isn't that what you and I have to do with our household budget? Absolutely. Okay. That's what my kids had to do with their allowance. Well, there you go. So there's your money. That's what you have to spend. And we're not going to let you have any more than that, because that's reading, reaching too deep into the pockets of the American people. Right. Yeah. I agree with you okay. wholeheartedly. Let's All cut right. them where we can. Thank you. Uh, so th- in that case, and then seriously, I just would like to put government on a budget because right now they're not. And I mean the kind of budget where, and again, this is a complete random number. I'm just going to say $2 trillion for the sake of argument. That federal government is what you have. No more. That's it. So everything that you have to do, figure it out with that much money. You're not getting any more. Oh, it's going to drive them crazy. Oh, I'd love to see that conniption. With all economic factors indicating the U.S. is heading for a prolonged recession, some experts are suggesting that the government should stop dumping all of our money into an enormous hole. Is it time to close the national money hole? Uh, that kind of talk is, is alarmist and irresponsible. America needs the money hole. Right. That was Driving it. truckloads of money out into the New Mexico desert and dumping it into a massive pit is one of America's greatest traditions. It's Frankly, it's a national yes. now, treasure. Look, no reasonable yes. person is advocating that we are going to stop destroying money. But the American people earn that money. They have the right to decide how it should be destroyed. Well, so I you have... are in favor of personal money holes. Yes, people should be able to dump money into a hole in their backyard or flush it down the toilet. Let the free market decide the most efficient way of destroying My money. My father worked two jobs so he'd have money to put in the money hole. Oh. And he never complained. You can't depend key, on private money holes to destroy that money. Duncan's right. I mean, some of this money could blow away. Yes. Some of it may not be correctly buried. Burn I mean, there's too many variables. Why the government pours gasoline into the money hole and lights it on fire to make sure all the money is destroyed. I it's just, love the money fire. It's just like they say, you have to throw money in a hole and set it on fire to make money. Okay, but find the cheapest way to destroy that money, like shredding it up and feeding it to hogs. Tell that to the digger who's worked the graveyard shift for 20 years. Digging the hole is all he knows. The sheer number of shovelers that it takes to maintain but that hole. But if we're talking about it, closing it, holes, I mean, what about the soldier hole? How about, how about the energy hole? I mean, I can't believe that closing the money hole is even on the table. Don't close Why are the you money pushing hole? this pro-hole agenda? Is the money hole lobby paying you? I resent that accusation. I do not take money from special interests. And if I did, I would throw it right in the hole because I am a patriot. If you love America, you throw money in its hole. I love that. That, that lady right there is my favorite character in that whole bit. Okay, so it really does come down to the American people. Again, I'm not picking on political party here. I'm pointing fingers at both everybody. everybody. 
the number of people, even on your local level. I one time was talking to a city councilman in Gillette, Wyoming, about Gillette, Wyoming spending. And he said, you realize we're a very conservative county, but the number of people who come see me as a city councilman every single day, we need to spend money on this and we need to spend money on that. And why do you think the city has budget problems? All right, triple eight ninety seven Woods the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine, I'll just roll with the whole thing. Got another segment of open phones coming up. First, local news is coming your way right after local news. An update on that weather forecast. I'll go check out road conditions while you're in that news and information break. Then you and I will get back to it. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Make your voice heard at 888-97-WOODS. This is AM 1030, K2 Radio. 9.36 the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Oh, if I go to look right now, this loading, the webpage is loading in front of me for YDOT, which, by the way, I did put up a story today about, well, it's, it starts with I-80s already closed. That was early this morning while you guys were still in bed. And I encourage people in that article, download this time of year. YDOT has an app that you can use. But also they have a website you can go to. And you can go ahead and take a look at road conditions, not just by looking at the map, which I'm trying to call up right now, but also they have cameras all over the place. So you can actually go look, besides looking at the map, look at those road conditions. So this is a good time to check out those road conditions before you head out and tomorrow too because this weather just continues right through to tomorrow and winds pick up so what i'm looking at here is yeah good section of i-80 is closed of course you knew that was going to happen and rest of the area let's just say pretty much every single road in wyoming is impacted enough that it's on the verge of being closed but it hasn't been yet so just keep that in mind if you're driving somewhere. Wherever you're driving in Wyoming, you're on a road that could potentially, depending on, we're talking the major roads here, get closed at some point. Just keep that in mind as we continue through this little snow event for the rest of this week. Hey, here's some good news. Are you looking for a Christmas present? Well, you heard Hunter Biden was supposed to put out a bunch of artwork. Remember that? He was doing paintings and so on. Yeah, that was garbage. I mean, no, it's just complete. But it was Hunter Biden. And, of course, you know, Democrat donors would just love to go ahead and funnel money through by buying his useless garbage paintings. Well, now you can buy more of his artwork, this time with a bonus haiku. Yeah, I uh, see. Uh, it, it's, a, yes, it's a Japanese-style poem. Here's one. Adam's bloom in my chest. All the room is filled. It is full. I can see all the colors. Sounds like he was stoned when he did that. Doesn't that sound? Doesn't that sound like someone who's on something? All right. Anyway, you can buy. It's going to be expensive, but one of his paintings for somebody, along with a Hunter Biden haiku. 
yeah, the last word in it, meth, or something like that. I just, uh, yeah, right. Next story, now this is on the Wake Up Wyoming site, done by Colby, our news lady extraordinary in Casper, Wyoming. She writes, three men charged in one of the largest poaching cases, poaching cases in Wyoming history. Three men were charged with 100 wildlife violations in one of the largest poaching cases in Wyoming history, according to Game and Fish. And it names the men here. Heavy fines in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. Took seven years in multi-agency investigations spanning four states and federal prosecutors and federal wildlife law enforcement and the Wyoming Game and Fish Department and forensic laboratory personnel and others put this whole thing together. And charges were prosecuted in four different Wyoming counties. Quote, investigating and successfully prosecuting a case of this size and scope requires years of effort by many individuals and agencies. Dozens of people worked hard to make sure that even though some of the violations occurred a decade ago, they would not go unpunished. The case started in October 2015. So for that, we go to Gillette, Wyoming. Game Warden received a request from Vic for an interstate game tag. That's one of the guys who's in trouble here. And let me see. Um, the uh, company was uh, in Alabama, I believe it was. But anyway, <clears throat> however, the database showed that Vic had a Wyoming address and that he purchased a Wyoming residential hunting license several years ago. With help of a cellular and social media, evidence pointed towards all of the others involved in the case and just continues in Campbell County and Gillette. And then it goes into how the whole case was finally put together over a period of years. And we're talking all sorts of animals here. Illegally killing bighorn sheep, rams there, uh, bull elks without a license, trespassing on private property. This goes all the way back to 2006 for the bull elk. And guiltily, uh, guilty of killing two bighorn sheep rams uh, with a, let's see, a $20,000 fine on one of them. It goes through all of the things that they killed over the years, which is substantial. All right, so if you want to see the whole story and all of the gritty details in there, go to the Wake Up Wyoming website because the story is lengthy about these poachers, what they did. And the case that was slowly put together to finally bring them in, which has just happened. The only thing I think is really, I, I hate to see this, because I know the investigators were doing all they could here, but I hate to see that it took so long, because the longer these guys were out there, the longer they were doing what they were doing. It took a long time to put the case together. 942, Wake Up Wyoming. Wake, wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods from K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Nine forty-seven. the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to the, well, I'm going to say sauna this time, Frank, because compared to what the temperature is outside right now. What is it outside right now? Uh, let's see. Oh wow, we've gotten from we we've gotten to the double digits. It's now twelve. Oh okay. No, oh, that's much better than it was earlier. This yeah, morning. you know, twelve was better than eleven. Yeah, it certainly was. Okay, all right. all right. So since you were a little kid, you were told, especially around this time of year, be a good boy if you you know Santa's watching, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
And then, I believed them. And then they had that whole elf on the shelf thing, too, yeah. which gave me somebody to torture. But okay. I had to be good or else. I just came... I wish I had seen this sign when I was a kid. Things would have turned out differently for me. It says, Dear Santa, yeah. Yeah, I was naughty this year. And it was worth it, you fat, judgmental bastard, you. <laughs> <laughs> so I began thinking that, wait a second, maybe we had this wrong. If being naughty was a lot more fun than the present that Santa was going to give us. He's getting, that dude is getting coal from Santa. Exactly. By the train load. See? I mean, there's things that I would like to do, but if I do it, I'm not going to get a present. But then I look at the lame present I get, and I would have rather gone off and had the fun. Right. So at least the guy was honest. Yeah, Santa. at least he was, yeah. And Santa's exactly. going to be honest with him. Yeah, I've, well, like, that's fine. You're now, not getting here, boo from me except for coal, and maybe not even that. Well, now, here's the, here's the next thing with the coal thing. I realized this when I first moved to Wyoming. I was living in Gillette. They have coal mines there. Yeah. You send coal to somebody, they go, yay, it's a great thing. I, I have somebody who sent me coal. Yeah? Yeah. And it wasn't for, yay! Oh, yeah. They were it's mad for, at you? It was for the other part. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. No, I'm just thinking, people who are members of coal mining families, isn't this what they want? Well, it has some value, doesn't it? That's money to them. That's how they make a living. I only got like a chunk about that oh, size. okay. And, yeah. and, and now it's kind of dusty, too. There is coal candy out there, and I put the candy in quotes, okay? Uh -huh. It looks like a lump of coal. And but it's actually candy? Yeah, they'll put that in your stocking. And then you'll never eat it because you think it's coal. Yeah, yeah. well, it probably comes in some kind of a package. But if you're going to give somebody coal, give them coal candy, Yes. then they can go ahead and enjoy the coal. Or if you really want to have fun, open up the wrapper with the coal candy, take the candy out, you eat it, Put a chunk of coal in there. <laughs> yeah. Seal it back up. Give it to them. The problem is then the real Santa will give you a lump of coal for Christmas for pulling that prank, which brings me back to that sign. I was naughty, but it was so worth it. <laughs> and Merry Christmas to you, right? <laughs> Why didn't I get that sign when I was a kid? I wish, Frank, that I had. Oh, my. Well, in college football, some sad news. Mississippi State head coach Mike Leach has died from a heart condition at the age of 61. Leach went to high school in Cody, Wyoming, and played for the Bronx for three years from 1975 through 1978, and then went on to attend college at BYU. Leach was an offensive football mastermind with his air raid passing attack. He took that offensive philosophy to new heights at multiple schools. He was the head coach of Texas Tech, Washington State, and Mississippi State. Also worked to Kentucky and at Oklahoma, Valdosta State, Iowa. Wesleyan. He was a very well known for his uh, tell it like it is demeanor. His press conferences were certainly entertaining. He'll be remembered as one of the most innovative offensive coaches in college football. A couple of University of Wyoming Cowboy University of Wyoming basketball players were honored this week on the men's side. Cowboy player Noah Reynolds was named the Mountain West Conference Player of the Week. Sophomore guard threw in 30 points against Texas A&M Texas Commerce and had 20 points in the Pokes win uh, on Saturday over Louisiana Tech. UW, by the way, will be in Chicago on Saturday to take on Dayton. Wyoming Cowgirl basketball player Malene Peterson was named the Mountain West Conference Freshman of the Week. The 5'11 guard had 20 points in the Cowgirls win over Missouri-Kansas City going 8 of 11 from the field. The Cowgirls will play at Nebraska on Sunday. In girls high school basketball from over the weekend, Cheyenne East beat Kelly Walsh on Thursday 49-28. The Trona Pound at Evanston 78-39. Central went over Green River 66-33. And Laramie beat Star Valley in Riverton 43-27. And on Friday on the girls' side, 
The Toronto Edge Green River, 5857. Central over Kelly Walls, 4532. East Beat Evanston, 5738. Also in girls' play, Laramie over Powell, 4126. And Glenrock beat Grable, 5750. On Saturday for the ladies, the Toronto beat Kelly Walls, 6132. East over Green River, 7247. Central beat Evanston, 5933. Laramie over Jackson, 5713. And Glenrock defeated Wyoming Indian, 5851. For the boys on Thursday in Casper, Cheyenne East over Kelly Walls, 7161. The Toronto got by Evanston, 44. 31. Central beat Green River 80 to 68 in other boys' games on Thursday. Jackson over Cheyenne South 80 to 38, and Laramie defeated Star Valley 64 56. On Friday for the boys in Casper, Cheyenne Central over Kelly 64 56. East beat Evanston 62 40, and the Toronto over Green River 62 45. In other games, Laramie beat Powell in the Riverton tournament 61 57, then lost to Riverton 75 50. Glenrock on their own tournament BKC 65 26, and beat Grable 49 43. At the Carbon County tournament, Big West lost to Encamp. 66-20 and Saratoga 60-27. On Saturday in Casper for the boys, Natrona over Kelly Walls 59-50. Cheyenne East beat Green River 79-46. Central over Evanston 71-45. And Jackson Nip Laramie 64-60. That's it in sports. Now here's a great idea. This is going to be a write-up that I'm going to do tomorrow for the Wake Up Wyoming website. How about Christmas gifts for people that you're either mad at or you really don't like? Boy, I could just give them garbage or old yeah. socks. A self-help you know. book. Yeah, self-help yeah. books, yeah. World's okayest boss. Give them dirty socks again and again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a old gift razors. card to a place that's really lousy or they really hate. <laughs> like the worst restaurant in town. You know? And only for like four or five bucks. <laughs> Regift whatever they sent you for Christmas. Yeah, that yeah. was a really lousy yeah. gift. Uh, a locked box without a key. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a gift that is difficult for them to assemble. Shirts that are too small. They used to be fitting just fine, but now they're too small. <laughs> and you can always give them an ugly sweater. Oh, my Lord, yeah. Especially if they live in some place where they don't have to wear sweaters. Right. There you go. All right. Thank have you, Have a great Frank. day. Yeah, I'm going to write this up and have it ready for you guys tomorrow. This is great stuff here. All right. Coming up on some local business, we have to take care of news time after that. Wake up, Wyoming.